Welcome to the Self-Talk Radio Show. Mind-changing radio. Welcome to Self-Talk Radio Show. My name is Sarah Spencer, and my guest is Kathleen Lamberton. She is the CEO of Kathleen L. LLC, helping those who have suffered and are grieving from a traumatic event. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. Yeah. So tell me the story behind this. How did you end up doing this sort of work? You know, for most of my life, from childhood until about six and a half years ago, I've experienced a traumatic event, one after another, after another, after another. And all of them had um, the similar feelings, um, different names, different faces, so to speak, until, like I said, six and a half years ago when my son took his life. Um, He was 19 years old, and it catapulted me into really digging deep into the heart of why I continued to experience different traumas. And it uh, created an avenue for me to be able to heal and actually provide some of those healing techniques and tools to others so we can have a healthier life. Wow, that must have been unbelievable. What, what, was he suffering from depression or anything? What what triggered it? Sure. 98% of those who die by suicide um, are experiencing either a diagnosed or undiagnosed uh, mental health issue. Multiple times they um, mask that with drug use or alcohol use or um, they isolate themselves, their their behavior changes. Um, But there's many, many different causes to suicide, and that's the end result of, of... so many different reactions to um, events in people's lives that create blame and shame and guilt and um, internal conflict and not really know how to deal with those in a healthy way. Mm, Definitely. Now, how does this, the way that your work is unique is it's how do you deal with this grief in the workplace, right? That's correct. Yeah. So how how do you deal with it in the workplace? Initially, I was focusing on more on one on one, um, some victims networking, and trying to give tools to those who um, have experienced it. I actually spoke with the correctional facility, women's correctional facility. It's probably the most moving presentation I think I've ever done to to this point, um, and how I actually was able to touch their lives by saying. My life may not have been very, very different than yours. It's just how I reacted to it. And, and you have the same tools as I have. Um, so that made an impact with them. But I've shifted that focus more so into the business, the, the business workplace. Um, grief touches every one of us, whether it's domestic violence, sexual assault, um, divorce, death of a parent, suicide, an accident, um, and even a major illness, breast cancer, um, any kind of cancer. Grief is wrapped up in all of that. And in the workplace, one of four in, um, employees are grieving at any point in time. That means last year there was a study that shown $75 billion a year is lost in revenues to um, grief. And my job is to help educate CEOs um, Uh, supervisors about what it's costing them and how they can change that around. So their bottom line increases, but their health, their workplace is healthier, and therefore the individual's lives are healthier when they go home. They take that home. 
We're speaking with Kathleen Lamberton. She is the CEO of Kathleen LLLC, talking about um, how to work with your employees who are dealing with grief in the workplace. And what should a CEO do in that instance? How long does, you know, the grieving process can happen for a long time. And if it's adversely affecting the work environment, how do you as a boss go in and say, okay, you know, I, I know this has happened, but we got we have a business to attend to. Well, first of all, it's the initial reaction is don't don't pretend it's not happening. <laughs> I mean, it's actually happening in your workplace every day. You don't even know what people are carrying into the workplace. And secondly, um, the thought that leave your problems at home doesn't exist anymore. Your problems are with you at all points. It's how you react to them and how um, you are able to provide tools and mechanisms that really don't cost you a thing. Um, and that's what my job is, is that I come into your workplace and I help educate you and, and your workforce on what they can do um, to help themselves. For example, just a breathing exercise can help de-escalate uh, when you're feeling out of control or enraged. Um, you can meditate. There are, there are a few minor things that that's what I teach uh, that are become major things in people's lives. So their reaction is better. Second thing is grief doesn't end in three days when your bereavement is up or your 10 days is up. It doesn't end in three years, uh, three months, or even three years. You don't know. You heal throughout that process if, in fact, you don't, you don't continue to get re-traumatized over and over and over. Hmm. Um, I think one of the biggest issues is that CEOs don't necessarily understand what the what the normal signs of grief grief is. What For example. Nor- yeah, what are the normal signs of grief? Uh, the immediate signs is when you come back to work, and I'll use me as an example. My son died of suicide. I come back to work. I'm not completely present. Uh, you want to be completely present. You want to be able to react to your emails and to answer your phone calls and, and uh, manage your uh, business uh, atmosphere, which I'm an executive at. Uh, an association, so I understand what you have to do from both sides. Um, the biggest issue is you can look at a computer screen and go to respond to an email and forget where you even are. Mm. Grief is so empowering your entire body that you can be speaking on a telephone call and say, yeah, sure, I'll get you that information, hang up the call, and really do not remember who you're speaking with. Right. Uh, it takes time. Um, getting counseling is really, really important. It's not a weakness. It actually shows strength to be able to deal with that. So you're saying that a boss should encourage these things to say, hey, you know, take some time. Right. What if that employee, I know me, if I'm upset over something, I want to work. I don't right. want to be sitting at home thinking about it. I want to be at, back at work and get my mind off of it and, and focus on something else, especially something that traumatic happening, how does a boss respond? Great point, Sarah. Um, I think, I don't think I know. Everybody reacts to grief differently. Right. Um, And so if an individual wants to work all the time, that's okay. You can. Being flexible with your workforce is most important. You can't legislate flexibility and you can't legislate an individual's response to grief. and the severity of that. If you're going through a divorce and you've been wanting a divorce for 10 years, 
there's probably not much severity to your grief there. Mm-hmm. You might be celebrating. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you, you know, you just, you don't know. Depends on what side of the uh, the coin, literally, you are on. Right. However, but, if, you, if you just experienced rape and you're trying to bury it and your boss sees that your reaction is different today than what it was yesterday, the next three weeks you become much more defensive, reactive, angry, withdrawn, ask the individual about their life. Ask them about what's going on. Is there something that you can do? Get to know the person so where you're able to, okay. to provide some information But if you're there. a boss, how do you ask those questions without making it so um, uh, intrusive? You know, because there are boundaries. Sure. So if a boss pulls you into the office and says, hey, I notice you're getting kind of defensive this week. What's going on? I think there's a better way to approach that. <laughs> and that's what my job is. Exactly. Is a, I come show. in and educate um, supervisors and even coworkers. It's not just the boss. It's coworkers. A coworker could come up and say, hey, let's go for a walk. We both have 15 minutes. Let's go for a little brief walk. Are you okay? I've just noticed that um, you're not yourself these days. And so you're asking about where they are at that moment. And And then you're able to draw it out a little and actually provide some recommendations as easy as writing, you know. Uh, And again, I provide some of these tools at my workshops or my my um, uh, day-long visits to, to, to companies is that just writing out your feelings is one tool to for as of many one tool of many that provides a, a, a venue to be able to write it out, get it out of your system, and burn it. You yeah. get rid of it; yeah. it's gone. And I used that technique several times for over my first six years, and I still do. I mean, as each layer unpe- comes off and you un- you peel that layer back, you really get to your heart and your soul. And you become more balanced and grounded. You become a better person to be to yourself and a better person to be around. And so I I did want, that leads me into a question I wanted to ask you. What were the the tools that really helped you when you were going through losing your son? What, was there one tool that stands out that you're like, oh yeah, I I mean, writing and journaling and then burning it. Yes. I, I, I've done that myself and yes, you're right. It's extremely powerful. And especially if you make it into a a ceremony, if you will. I like Um, to, I like to provide some fairly simple, I'll give you three examples of, of some fairly simple and no cost tools because I know people are at different scales of being able to afford certain things and not afford certain things. So th- the things I'd like to give right up front are things that cost you nothing. Um, the first thing is nature. Uh, I spent a lot of time in the mountains, in the by the ocean or by water. For me, healing was so intense in those areas. I was able to cry and scream and yell and do whatever I wanted and no one else was around. I was able to get the the emotions out. The second was writing. I'm not a writer. I don't like writing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a talker. I communicate through my through my voice, not through my hand. And but I can tell you there was a lot of anger that came out when I was writing and it is really like free writing and you can write anything cuz no one is going to see it, including you. You don't even have to rewrite reread it. 
you just burn it. You can bury it. You can let it blow in the wind. It is it is simple tools such as that. Um, third is, and hopefully most people can do this, but third is really connecting with someone who is spiritually connected, whether it is your counselor, your your um, yoga instructor, your um, your pastor. Pastor. Your, yeah. I mean, not everybody goes to church, but there is mm-hmm. someone there that is not directly connected to you. And please don't go to your family because everybody in your family is connected to that. And they have their own their own um, connection to the loss of of whatever you're experiencing mm-hmm. and their their own ability to deal or not deal. Um, yeah, and, and there's a difference between having a counselor and having a family or close friend right. because the counselor is there to, they, they know how to, how to drive, you know, right. how to get you to where you want to be, whereas a family member or friend, they can sympathize, empathize for only so long. Right. Same with a boss, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, that's And if a boss knows how to react, it shortens the time that you're really grieving. Now, you're grieving for a long period of time, but it shortens your 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 uh, extreme reactions. Um, my, I feel very fortunate. My workforce was, my bosses were amazing and gave me the tools that I needed. They were flexible. They um, allowed me to come in when I needed to, when I could, and when I couldn't, I could bring work home, you know, and my coworkers picked up work for me. They were just amazing. I was so fortunate, and that's what I want to spread the word for is to help other people to do this, do the same thing. And have the flexibility to be yeah. able to move. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that that's interesting. Um, we're speaking with Kathleen L. Dot com is your website, right? That's correct. For the C. She is the CEO of Kathleen L. LLC, and she helps people uh, getting through trauma in the workplace and helping bosses to communicate better with employees. When we come back after the break, we're going to talk to Kathleen about when do you get to the point you've tried all of these steps and you have to take the next step because work isn't getting done. We'll talk about that coming up next. This is Self Talk Radio Show. Can't sleep? Try this. Sleep Meditation offers soothing meditations to help you sleep like a baby and awaken what's inside. All you have to do is choose the meditation you want to listen to from our library at sleepmeditation.org. Click play and enjoy. If you want to keep the recording, purchase the downloads you want. Plus, Sleep Meditation offers specials on motivational pieces that help you start positive change, stop bad habits, or sleep like a baby. Sleepmeditation.org. I'm Sarah Spencer. Welcome to Self Talk Radio Show. My guest is the CEO of Kathleen LLC. She works with CEOs who are working with employees who are going through trauma and loss in the workplace. Thanks for being on the show, Kathleen. So we, when we left in the break, um, I was talking more about what do you do if you've gone through all these steps and you've exhausted all the resources as a boss? What's your next move? I think that I think it's very individualized. It's not not something I could recommend to you. I think what's most important is that you educate yourself. You you provide EAPs if you can. What's um, an EAP? I'm sorry, employee um, assistance programs where they include counseling. They include um, tools to be able to help the employees uh, move forward in their in their process. An employee is ultimately responsible for their own behavior. 
what an employer's responsibility is, I think, is to try to create an atmosphere that is the healthiest for everyone and to provide um, the resources that they can use. Individually, it becomes their their responsibility, an individual's responsibility to take that step forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, it again, it goes back to everyone is different. Every company is different. What you can provide is different. Um, it is not something that you can dictate. It is truly um, uh, individualized. Mm-hmm. And you bring, you bring professionals in. You bring in counselors. You bring in speakers. You bring in myself. You bring people in that can pro- provide multiple tools, and the, the individuals can choose which tools work for them. Yeah, because everyone grieves in a different way. And everyone it, reacts differently as well. You absolutely. know, some people want to go to work all the time. Some people don't. You know, I think the biggest thing to remember is you have to create a balance within your life, whether it's at work or at home, and that balance is inclusive of your children, yourself, and your work. And ultimately, most people forget about themselves. Um, and so that's what I'm here for. And what can an employer do if they see someone just going to the extreme of whatever behavior, not calling in sick on Friday and Monday, um, coming in late repeatedly? What what are some of the steps that an employer can do? Because they've got to run a business, too. Right. right. The employer has ultimate choice there. I, I, I think, first of all, uh, get to know your employee. Know your employee. I think that if a person is comfortable in their work environment, they're going to feel uh, comfortable enough to come to the employer and say, listen, it's a rough time in my life. I know that I'm, sl- uh, that I'm not necessarily meeting the needs right now. If there's communication dialogue, then an employer might be able to have more flexibility. If, in fact, there's, they've went through everything that they've gone through, then you have to do what's right for your business and you have to take steps to, to protect your business. Right. Now, if that means get the person um, paid leave off, if that means unpaid leave, if that means termination, that really depends on the employer. And again, I go back to it is the individual's responsibility to take step forward, steps forward on, them, on their own. That it is the individual's responsibility to say, I'm not going to be re-victimized over and over again. I need to react differently. So I've got a workshop coming up on October 8th called Change Your Actions, Change Your Life. Um, there's limited um, spaces, so definitely go to my work, my website and book it online. And for your listeners, on the 25th, I'm, I'm doing a three-day special uh, for $33 a person. Um, the 25th of? 25th of September, September. to the 28th. Um, those three days will be $33 for um, your listeners, our listeners. Okay, thank you. I will yeah. definitely put that up. But that's yeah. for the September 25th only. That's right. Okay, yeah. so you want to keep that in mind. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Um, now, another question that I have is uh, if you... what's the boundary as an employer of being, I I guess that's where I'm having a difficult time understanding. Where's the boundary of being a friend, being an employer? You know, Mm -hmm. I want to care as an employer, but I also don't want it to interfere with the relationships I have with my other employees. So what's your advice on that? 
my advice is to bring me in. And so, <laughs> it, seriously, my advice is to bring me in or so, another professional in to educate your supervisors and then educate your coworkers. So everybody helps support everybody. And if an individual chooses not to make those changes, then you have to do what's right for your business. As an employer, you have to understand that knowing your employees, it's going to create more loyalty than, than not knowing your employees. If they're just another number to you, it's not going to matter to them. Not, you're not going to create loyalty. No. I'll give you an example of my workforce. Um, I'm the executive of an association. I had just came on six months prior to my son taking his life. I was making substantial changes in, in, the, in the association. It wasn't doing very well financially, and I was bringing it back with my team. Um, my son dies. Uh, I'm absent, basically. I may be sitting in my desk, but I'm basically absent. Right. They didn't fire me. They gave me flexibility. My coworkers said, what can we do? Um, and I chose to invest in my healing process. Um, and they saw progress, so ultimately they see that there's a there, there's a team effort there. It's not just an, a boss's responsibility. It is a team effort that a, a coworker might be able to pick up something that you you just couldn't finish. Now there's a limited amount of time you can right. do that. If there's progress, then it is up to the employer to figure out what progress is going to work for them. What if you have an employee that's gone through a trauma and does not want it shared with the rest of, I mean, obviously, if you're a boss, mm -hmm. you're, everything you say is confidential because you've got human right. resources laws that you have to mm -hmm. abide Clearly, by. Yeah. However, what if there's other employees that are coming in and saying, I don't know what Susie's problem is, but I can't, I can't work with her anymore. What happened to her? Do you know anything about her? How do you, as an employer, respond to that? If you know the whole story, mm -hmm. you can't divulge that, but how how do you dance in that arena? Maybe that dance could include something as such as, um, you know, everybody has a difficult time here and there, and maybe it's worth just going for a walk with that person or seeing if there's anything that you can do to help them in their particular circumstance. Maybe they're feeling a little overwhelmed here at work, so you go over and you say, let's go for a walk. Let's let's take a break and have lunch together and talk about what you can do to help. Um, if they choose not to share and they choose not to, if it continues to create conflict within the workforce, then that's the time that the boss goes back to the person who just went through a trauma and says, we have to have a conversation. What are you doing to help yourself mm -hmm. to through the circumstances that you're in? And this is affecting the workplace now. Um, so how are we going to work through that? Okay. We've been speaking with the CEO of Kathleen L. LLC. And how do we get hold of you for the workshops that's coming up in October? Just go to my website at Kathleen L., which starts with a C, C-A-T-H-L-E-E-N-L.com. Um, and right on the front page, you'll be able to register for the event. Kathleen, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I really appreciate it. I'm Sarah Spencer for Self Talk Radio Show. This program has been a production of Hall Communications, Burlington, Plattsburgh.